2: 1440 mobile app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. As many as half a million demonstrators are expected here in the nation's capital today. Organizers hope that many people will turn out to push for stricter gun laws in the aftermath of recent school shootings.
3: Many in the crowd are expected to be high school students. Last month's shooting at Talia Rumsky's High School, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Florida, set off a movement. To
4: see all these people who aren't from Douglas, who don't really know, like, we didn't live through this experience, be as empowered as we are and help us fight for this cause as much as we're trying to get this movement started. It's really amazing.
3: Young people are also focusing on voter registration with an eye on making gun control a core issue in congressional elections this fall. That is correspondent
2: Ed Donahue. And on Wall Street Friday, the Dow gave up another big sum, down 426 points. This is SRN News.
4: National Real Estate Insurance Group is the industry leader in providing coverage customized for investors. We insure occupied, vacant, and renovation properties across all 50 states, can combine all properties on one schedule, and offer convenient pay-as-you-go monthly billing. Visit nreig.com today for your free custom proposal. That's National Real Estate Insurance Group at nreig.com or call 888-741-8454, 888-741-8454.
5: Were you sold an annuity, you deserve a clear, honest, objective review of exactly what it is, and more importantly, what it isn't. Go to annuitydiscovery.com, and for a limited time, you can request an unbiased review of any annuity absolutely free. It's a $500 value, but for a limited time, this community service is complimentary. Request yours today at annuitydiscovery.com. It's imperative you know the truth. Since you won't get the real story from the sales agent or the insurance company, let Annuity Discovery be your advocate. Visit annuitydiscovery.com. What's in your annuity?
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
3: The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. What you trying to lay on
7: me, huh? Welcome to King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Um, the beginning of Holy Week coming up. That's always a big event um uh, in our household uh my wife has a um as a I, I, we i refer to her as the itinerant church pianist um <laughs> which is i'm not sure she appreciates that appellation but um she um this is this is the period of time in which uh here and christmas are the two times of the year where i don't see her very much she's off playing here and there um, helping out with choruses and so on. So, anyway, um, in case in case we miss you next week for Easter weekend, uh, want to wish you a very uh, a very uh, happy Easter um, and uh, get started with that. Um, good good show today. We got to finally hear uh, Jay Powell, uh, the chair of the Federal Reserve, speak for the first time as the chair. Um, in a press conference, these press conferences established by Chair Bernanke uh, about uh, seven, eight years ago. I, indeed, uh, I I was going to play some of this, but I, I I decided I couldn't I couldn't quite get myself to ask John to do that too. Uh, there was a conversation that was on um, on public radio with um, with Hank Paulson, Ben Bernanke, and Timothy Geithner. Geitner, of course, is known probably to most of my listeners as the Treasury Secretary for President Obama. But during the 2008 crisis, and particularly as sort of a coda to our conversation last week about Bear Stearns, Tim Geithner was at that time the president of the New York Federal Reserve, which is usually when there's something happening on Wall Street with a shaky bank, it's the New York Fed that's the, that works the point uh, on behalf of the system. Uh, to deal with the issues of that of that bank and help uh, guide through it was new york fed that arranged the uh, the bailout of long term capital management in 98 it and it's the one that uh, steered uh, uh lehman to uh, not, not not lehman but jp morgan um, to purchase bear stearns in march of 2008 so um i listened to that i might have a few more comments about that but uh that was that was a great show last week we had a good time uh with that. Uh well we're gonna have lots of Fed talk this week. Um but do you know what's gonna happen tonight? Do you know you know I know you'll probably be watching uh, lots of hockey um or you're watching basketball like I do. I'm much I'm much more of a basketball guy than a hockey guy anyway. Um I am winning my bracket right now. Woo! Okay. Uh but um at eight thirty tonight you're supposed to turn off your TV for an hour. In fact, you're supposed to turn off all the lights in your house for the hour. Earth Hour is tonight, March 24th. Okay, so if you listen to us on the replay or on the podcast uh, the day after the 24th, you do not have to participate in this. But you know what? You know, this it is the 24th. You don't have to do this. Indeed, I encourage you in, to think about what it is you are doing, I have a number of um, I have a number of friends who take part in a in a group through our church called Helps International. Um, they provide uh, medical assistance, but uh, uh, to uh, groups uh, in uh, in uh, Guatemala. But uh, another thing they provide is wood stoves. They provide they actually go in and set up stoves because many of these houses are heated by open fires, which, of course, create soot and smoke, which gets into the lungs of particularly small children and can at at minimum damage their growth, damage their lungs, and can cause very serious serious disease and even in some cases death. I was an asthmatic as a child. And and if I had been raised in a house that didn't have electricity, didn't have heat, And relied on an open fire to keep us warm at night. I grew up in I grew up in New England, so there were some nights where we would have really had to have a fire to sleep around. Um, There's no telling whether I'd be able to talk to you now. If in two thousand nine, the the economist, the Canadian economist um, uh, Ross McKittrick, um, responded to uh, a question for uh, when he was asked about um earth hour and i'm just going to read you a couple paragraphs of his answer he went on he went on a very uh very uh important part okay the whole mentality around earth hour demonizes electricity i cannot do that instead i celebrate it and all that it has provided for humanity earth hour celebrates ignorance poverty and backwardness By repudiating the greatest engine of liberation, it becomes an hour devoted to anti-humanism. It encourages the sanctimonious gesture of turning off trivial appliances for a trivial amount of time in deference to some ill-defined abstraction called the earth, all the while hypocritically retaining the real benefits of continuous reliable electricity. People who see virtue in doing without electricity should shut off their refrigerator, stove, microwave, Computer, water heater, lights, t v and all the other appliances for a month, not an hour, and pop down to the cardiac unit at the hospital and shut the power off there too. That was Ross McKittrick back in two thousand nine. I think to myself i was i i've been going to the gym lately uh i I'm trying to get myself back into a get myself back into better shape. Uh, as I've entered another, a, a new decade of life within the last within the last year I've decided I need to make some changes and so I've gone back to the gym and this is a gym that has is connected to a health to a medical facility and so they have a doctor who who has pretty strong views on on health and so on he's trying to explain why there's so many people who are like me i, I they some people will use the word overweight. Some people use the word obese. I favor the word portly, myself. Portly always refers to a male, by the way. You can never call a woman portly. Can't, am I right about that, John? I don't think, I don't think the word portly could be used for women ever.
5: No, that's inappropriate.
7: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that word. I don't think that word's allowed for women. Um, um, we tend to go. We tend. We tend to go to, uh, rubenesque.
5: Rubenesque is good
7: rubenesque works with women is that from from the artist
5: uh ruben yes yeah that's where it comes from yeah that's right
7: uh but but for men but for men you can't call a man rubenesque you can't call a woman portly am i right
5: (laughs) you can try i don't know if you're gonna get away with it
7: yeah i i I, I certainly wouldn't do it particularly around particularly around your spouse's friends
5: absolutely
7: right don't don't ever go that you will get the evil eye so I'm reading I, so in the gym where, where while I sit while I do my my workout I'm I'm, I'm not just riding an exercise bike cuz I don't need a gym for that I got one of those at home and if I was just motivated to get on a, an exercise bike every day I wouldn't join a gym I just do that I need I need a coach I need I need something to really make make changes but they have screens up and the screens include this this doctor in his scrubs talking about why it is that the world is is overweight and he, he sort of cites, you know, how much time we spend cooking food and, and how much time we spend at the dinner table and so on. I have strong views about spending time at the dinner table. But I also have strong views about the amount of time spent cooking. You know what the you know what the microwave did for our household growing up? It allowed my mom to stay at work an extra hour. It freed my mother up to be able to have a career outside of preparing food to feed her three children. If you go back to 1950, someone in the house, on average, spent over two hours a day preparing food for the family to eat. That number is down to less than an hour. There's a downside to that. The doctor's quite right. There's a downside to that. The downside is, of course the food is more processed it's more prepared we have to we we and so it tends to be less nutritional yep got that and that's a bad thing yep got that but i want you to see the other side the other side is the liberation of of mostly women okay in in in, in the vast majority women To be able to step away from the household, you you, you, you remember there was a time, uh, John might not remember, he's probably too young to remember this. There was a time when when businesses and factories would have something called the mother's shift. The mother's shift was a part-time job, typically after starting about 9 or 9.30 and letting them get out at 2.30 or 3. There might still be jobs that are like that. But what the what electricity and microwaves and 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 modern conveniences um, you, you know what's an awesome convenience to me that runs on electricity and you find them in pretty much every household in china are are those big cookers of rice okay we kind we, we kind of look at that like really, you want that you know if you have a diet. If you're of a a culture that has a diet that where rice is the staple, this is an amazingly freeing device. It's powered by electricity. Do you really want to tell the people of China who make three dollars a day that they should turn off their rice their rice cooker and turn take out their electricity for the earth? I don't. I don't want them to do that. I want them to be able to to gain economic prosperity. I want their children and their grandchildren to live better lives. And there is no question in my mind that despite, despite the fact that we're eating less nutritious food and putting on 20 extra pounds, that we are far better off with electricity than we were without. So do me a favor. At 8.30 tonight... Turn on an extra couple lights and celebrate this fabulous invention of electricity, which has made the world a better place. We'll be right back. This is the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
8: The perfect anniversary gift is to learn how to dance as a couple with this exclusive half price offer from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom.
5: Get 20 lessons for just 850. That's half price. American
8: Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style.
5: There is only one of these half off deals remaining.
8: 20 dance lessons for just 850 from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom.
5: Give her the anniversary gift she'll never expect.
8: Call Business 1440 at 651-405-8800.
3: Make plans now to join the Patriots Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher for the 2018 Aloha Talkers Cruise. Sail around and explore the world's most beautiful islands. Then at night, gather together with Hugh, Larry, and Mike for a special time discussing a fresh course for this nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Cruise sets sail for seven days, August 11th through the 18th. For all the details about this cruise, visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com
1: and book your trip today
4: having debt does put stress on a marriage on your health.
1: It just starts mounting up especially with the interest, it just goes up so I could definitely see there was stress in Lindsay and that would spill over into our relationship and, and how we related to each other. Ben and Lindsay called nonprofit Christian Credit Counselors to stop the creditor calls, lower their interest rate, and get one monthly payment they could afford. The situation's definitely improved and it's such a difference to not borrow to get things and you actually save to get them. It's a liberating feeling. At Christian Credit Counselor your freedom from debt is their number one priority. On average, their clients become debt-free up to 80% faster. It's definitely freedom. See how much Christian Credit Counselors can save you. Call a personal credit counselor for your free no-obligation debt analysis. Call 800-557-1985. Your journey to financial freedom begins now. Call 800-557-1985 or visit christiancreditcounselors.org. christiancreditcounselors.org. Call 800-557-1985.
2: There is no better steward of your money than you. Helping you create wealth and income is our number one goal. Online Trading Academy teaches you trading and investing skills so you can protect and grow your investments to retire on your terms and never outlive your retirement savings. We teach you one-on-one how to grow your investments, even in a market that's at an all-time high. If your retirement is in a 401k or 403b, you can still learn the tools to improve their performance. Many students maintain their full-time jobs, but still love learning to be more consistent while making a great second income from this market. We have been teaching successful trading techniques for 20 years. Once you get the education, you can trade on your own with comp. Call call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone and register for a free trading and investing workshop. Or go to learnwithota.com.
3: Online Trading Academy. Radio! Turn all the lights on. It's the King Banyan Show on On Business 1440.
7: Fun doing this line. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is 1440. We want to I do love this song.
4: I know you
3: Ah, I, uh,
5: I miss him, John. Me too. I was just looking through some old albums here on Spotify. Yeah, I miss them tons. Who's the rest of the band again? The Power Station. It's uh, oh. what's their name? Oh. Um. oh, they were huge.
7: Does that was that the original Traffic?
5: No, no, no. It's an '80s band. Uh, what's um. what, uh, Hungry Like the Wolf? I, uh, I think it's Duran. I think there's guys from Duran Duran in the band. No, really. In the power station. I don't
7: remember that. I, I don't f- remember that.
5: Uh, you know what? Let me. Let me. We'll follow up I'll, later well, on you this. You go Maybe research
7: I'm, that. I, while I will. <laughs> while I while I do a little do a little plugage here. <laughs> um, oh, you, you have an opportunity to come see uh, Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher um, uh, and us, uh, the nor Alliance Radio Network, um, Mitch Berg, Brad Carlson, and and yours truly, and Narn Emeritus. Ed Morrissey, um, who now has gone on to uh, b- uh, bigger things, is proprietor of hotair.com, um, but all good friends. Um, we're all at Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. This is Sunday, April 29th at the Minneapolis Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka. Um, I believe, I'm going to check on this, but I believe the tickets for the, I believe tickets are sold out for a couple of, for the, for the, for Mike's table, but I think there's a I think there might be a seat left for Hugh's table, but you can also come and visit with us. We've got a few seats still available at our table uh at uh for the Northline Northern Alliance Radio Network. We actually cost less than Mike and Hugh because well, Mitch, you know. Yeah, he'll be alright. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Mitch. You yeah, know, he's kind of a let's just say um, when we go out to eat he's kind of a negative externality but um, but anyway uh, he uh, will will it's just I'm just telling you don't don't give him the rules all right <laughs> do not pass the bread to Mitch nothing good will happen all right but anyway uh, you can go to you can go to uh, uh, am12 a the Patriot dot com slash overtime 2018 am 1280 com slash overtime 2018 and after you get get the dinner and so on if you if you just want to come to hear the event you can do that too and ed will be uh throwing uh throwing a live fire to uh to hugh and to mike and we'll see uh what they have to say about what's been happening over the last uh over the last few um over the last few uh, uh, months, lots of things happening in Washington that are probably worth uh, worth thinking about. Um, it was Duran Duran, huh? There's two members from Duran Duran. Let me get it before it
5: goes here. So there's the former right. drummer from Sheik, Tony Thompson, Duran Duran members John Taylor on bass and Andy Taylor on guitar, and then Bernard oh. Edwards also of Sheik. So two Sheik, two Duran Duran plus Robert. Puttler.
7: I should have remembered it was the Taylors that were that <laughs> were the the, the the basically the string section of that Taylor yeah.
5: band. It was they had like, about yeah. one or two albums, but uh, they did a good cover of Bang a Gong. Uh, There's some good yeah. stuff on there.
7: I will I will tell you I will tell you I, I mean I always hate to admit this because people think oh you must have listened to such crappy music <laughs> when you were in college or in grad school, but I was a pretty big Duran Duran fan. Really, I was, but it wasn't for the videos. I mean, I hated. When I mean when MTV first showed up and they, and Duran Duran figured out how to sell themselves yes. using that, I hated it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I hated it. Uh, I was doing music radio out in out in the Los Angeles area at the time and I just hated MTV and, and this little spin offs and so on. But uh, if you were driving if you were driving on the ten freeway and you know hungry like the wolf came on <laughs> uh you you know and, and, and on the radio i mean you cranked that sucker up uh it, because you know you just because because of that baseline because of course you had to have a vehicle that had you know your own installed stereo system that had a had a base that would make the trunk shake
5: absolutely plus it had to compete with your voice right as you're cruising down the freeway sometimes? absolutely yeah,
7: yeah. No question. No question. And, and I had friends that were much more into into their 70s rock music, and there'd be a fight over this. I fought for Duran Duran.
5: How do you feel about Chic? Were you a Chic fan?
7: I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't remember ever listening to them.
5: I only know a tune or two. I'd have to dig through here to find them. But yeah, uh, I know I they went on to bigger all. and better things. I think one of the guys from Chic went on to produce, if I think I'm right here, produce Let's Dance with David Bowie. Oh, no kidding. I believe that was a member of Sheik, and his name is escaping me. I should have all this. Bowie
7: and Palmer, and, I mean, they were all, like, in the stable. Yes. Back in between 75 and... In, in the mid-'80s or so when Bowie decided to go in a, yet another direction. Yep. I mean, every five or ten years, the man was a chameleon and just would become something completely different.
5: There's actually a very interesting article, article from, I believe, this week in the New York Times. It's like mm-hmm. Bowie in 3-D. There's been a big tour of his artwork and his fashion design he did, and there's a really great article in the New York Times from this week about it and it has to do with they're, they're selling this 3-D news thing now just Go look at it. It's pretty crazy. Look up 3D Bowie New York Times. You will find the article. It's pretty cool. You might like it. Yeah, you might like that. My uh, my buddy out in Denver, actually he's in Oregon now, sent that to me. So the way this 3D thing works, real quick, he it's all about Bowie's fashion work uh, that he did and all the different costumes he would wear. And this 3D app that you get on your phone with the New York Times app allows you to. he sends photos of him standing next to Bowie with his arm around a 3-D Bowie in a certain costume. It's actually really kind of cool.
7: <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to find that. You will um, find it interesting. I will. I will indeed. Hey, this morning uh, in the morning uh, Wall Street Journal, if you have not gotten this yet, by the way, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. and if you don't have any of the links of things I talk about, um you can always go to our twitter feed just use the hashtag pound #kbrs king banyan radio show here on business 1440 and you will find um all of the things we talk about you'll see your conversation with some of, some other listeners uh join in it's it actually is a lot of fun i have a i have some terrific listeners not all of them agree with me and i actually like that even more um, I like I, I like the challenge of of responding to people who say, "Oh King, you're full of beans," right? Well, not on the diet I'm on right now, I'll tell you that. Um, but it's uh, uh, it's um, it's it's something. Yes, and thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Don. By the way, for the uh, calorie in, calorie out thing, I wish I wish it was that easy. But I, and I'll get to that in a minute. But I first want to recommend a piece: Phil Graham and Mike Solon have a have a editorial in, in this morning's Wall Street Journal. And it makes two very fundamental points. It actually ties to the point I was making in the previous segment. And it's about what I see being a, the wrong focus on trade in this particular, particularly with the White House, but I think in this uh, administration more generally and, and in general in economic policy. Um And and it's this. First, uh, Graham and Solon take you through the history of the 19th and 20th century. The 19th century was characterized by the, the rapid advance of electricity, that thing which we're now supposed to hate. It was also characterized by massive trade deficits. Why did we have trade deficits? Well, what Graham and Solon point out is, is there's... Double entry accounting. There's double entry accounting so that if you have a deficit in the amount of goods that travel between two countries, then there has to be an offsetting credit that comes in the other direction. And it comes, by the way, of investment. But here's the thing. We usually talk about this in terms of goods then investment. But there's nothing in economic theory that says it has to work that way. It could just as easily be that countries wanted to invest in the United States because they looked at the, they looked at the sort of the rule set for the United States, laissez-faire capitalism backed by a, by a constitution that protected private property. They looked at the advance of electricity and of trains and other transportation systems. They saw the ingenuity of American workers and American inventors. And they said, I want to have my money there. That looks like a fantastic place to be invested. Well, how do they get dollars to invest? They get it by trading with us and selling us things that we give them dollars for. So it could just as easily be that the United States is worth the investment, and that was what happened in the 19th century, in the early in the part of, early part of the post World War II era, because the rest of the manufacturing capacity of the world had been destroyed by war, the United States became a massive magnet for foreign capital, because there was no other place to invest it. Indeed, it was by, by the time we get around to the 70s, and we start seeing trade deficits. The reason for those trade deficits could well be understood to be, by this time, Germany, Japan, the countries that had been destroyed by World War II, had begun to rebuild and became attractive to foreign investors. They were able to produce cheaper goods because they had better, they had newer technology that that had managed to work work down the cost of production. Whereas the United States, which had enjoyed near monopoly for manufactured goods for the fifteen years at first fifteen years after World War II, had enjoyed higher prices and frankly had gotten a little little fat and sassy. But for some reason, uh, Graham and Solon point out, we think those American. But they're not. The fifties and sixties are indeed, one could argue, the result of a war that that destroyed the better part of two continents, and left the left North America, the one intact area in which manufactured goods would, were able to continue to produce at the same rate they had before. So why do we use that as being the measure? Why is why is that? the source of our nostalgia. It doesn't actually make very much sense. Okay, it doesn't. Now, there's a good piece to tr- to to trade policy, and even a good piece of the trade policy that, that the Trump administration has announced, I think it's a little half handed. Um uh, it's a little it's a little it's a little ham handed, but I think it's I think it's generally on a better track than the aluminum and steel tariffs. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
6: Are you prepared for what's to come in our financial markets? Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike as they'll be discussing what many financial forecasters are predicting, a low returning choppy market going forward. What does this mean to you and your retirement? Whether you're already retired or nearing retirement, there are moves that you can make to be prepared. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440. Or call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010.
0: For officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. (laughs) High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
4: Are you looking to change your cleaning service? Hi, this is Jessica Carter, and I'm the owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning offices, car dealerships, and small businesses. One of the main things that makes us different is the fact that we are small, family-owned, and that enables us to offer affordable pricing. The first thing that I will do is meet with you. Do a walkthrough of your facility. Go over in detail what exactly you'd like done, and I ensure that it gets done at every cleaning. We use a detailed checklist, and we pay close attention to detail, and you're going to see that after each cleaning. So here's a no-risk offer for you. Try us free for one week. We'll clean your business, and then we'll ask you if you can tell the difference between what we do and your current cleaning company. No obligation, risk-free. We're CTC Professionals we would love to clean your business. So call me today at 651 132 There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up.
7: We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continue to push. I don't know where the pain went to, but all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Darrell Willis
3: serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call
4: 1-800-MARINES.
7: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. 651-289-4477. You can make good points on the air as well as on Twitter. But if you want to do it on Twitter, please put the hashtag poundkbrs on your tweet so that other folks can find your comments and contribute along with you. Uh, So we were talking just before the break about trade policy. Trade policy shouldn't be driven by a trade deficit. I have less of an issue with this week's trade issue, which which nonetheless caused a 700-point drop on the Dow. I have less issue with that than I have with... Than I have with uh, I, I mean I have more issue uh, less issue with that than I did with the steel and aluminum tariffs, but I do think and this was a great piece put up Thursday by uh, Scott Sumner at uh, EconLog uh, the Library of Economics and Liberties uh, main blog, um, and, and and he wrote, so think about this for a minute right why did why did President Trump put this on okay as being pointed out by my 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 friends on Twitter, it's basically to get China to stop stealing in, intellectual property and make them buy it instead. Okay, even things up. And this was some of the concern that we talked about a couple weeks ago in the Broadcom-Qualcomm dispute. We don't want to cede the... the we, we, given Broadcom's sort of history of not investing much in R&D, we didn't want to cede the field to, to uh, the Chinese and Huawei. Uh, and And we certainly would be concerned if it turned out Broadcom, um Broadcom was to turn around and take the technology toward 5g that qualcomm created and either gave it away or somehow let it let it move toward the Chinese so that 5g technology would be something that came from there now i whether or not we should be working so hard to protect 5g is not my comment today. Right, But my point is, China does, there's not, not any question that China does compel, and sometimes worse, but it forces U.S. firms that wish to do business in the country to give it its intellectual property. The same sorts of things happen with the Soviet Union. They would invite Western companies to build plants in, in the Soviet Union with promise of, of of cheap raw material and labor, and then once the p- plant was built, and the technology was all in place. They would kick the they would nationalize the plant, kick out the um, kick out their Western investors, and then back engineer all the technology. All right, bad stuff. Stuff that we should stop now. And if we stop that. As, as uh, Sumner points out, U.S. intellectual property producers would be big winners, right? Which is great for Hollywood and Silicon Valley, right? Because there'd be less privacy, there'd be less piracy, right? There'd be, there'd be more sales of software. But the next thing that would happen, the next thing that would happen would be that e- imports would increase. Why? Because any policy that that increases exports also tends to increase imports at the same time. So if we're export if we're now exporting IP goods, we would be we would find middle and lower tech goods such as furniture and textiles and autos and auto parts and home appliances being sent into the United States from outside, harming the very places that supposedly are the base of, of Trump's, uh, Trump's uh, voting bloc. Three, the dollar would appreciate, despite the wishes of Steve Mnuchin. Four, and I thought this was the most interesting point that Sumner made, the income distribution in America would become more unequal because where would the gains happen? If we protect intellectual property through, through these tariffs... Who will be helped would be places like coastal California, my hometown in Boston, Manhattan, D.C., the Rust Belt, and parts of the South where where lower tech industries are would be harmed by this because they would face, they would find that their that the dollar was more expensive and it was more difficult for them to export. The Far Belt would get whacked. The oil patch would be hit. Look. I'm willing to argue that we should protect intellectual property but by the lights of of folks like Wilbur Ross and Peter Navarro all the things that happen from doing this in the long run will be terrible and that's if we win this trade war with China maybe we don't need to win it but let me turn back to the other point that really gets made uh toward the end of this of the other piece i'm asking you to read two pieces you can find them both at pound k b r s king banyon radio show here on business 1440 thanks for listening this morning right so so as we think about what's 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 here is that that we we've seen a year in which the economy has gotten has gotten better. We released this week two reports here at uh, in the School of Public Affairs, where where I'm the dean right now. Um, one of them our usual quarterly business report. Quarterly business report. Very simply, businesses are just as optimistic as they were a year ago upon the election of President Trump. If anything, more so. And most of the producers I have here. In this area, in in central Minnesota, most of our producers produce, you know, appliances. Uh, uh, new Flyer and are up here uh, it making making buses and snowmobiles and 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 uh, off road vehicles. Uh, we have those kinds of places. We have people that, that produce eye, uh, produce eye lenses, uh, eyewear lenses. Um, that's, that's a big production facility up here. So in terms of just our traded sector, those folks are saying things are going well for us. I, you know, their biggest issue is they can't find enough workers. We might get to talk about that later. Okay. But at the same time, we had an announcement that we're, that, uh, through reinvestment in another plant, uh, Electrolux, which is the fourth largest employer here in the St. Cloud area is going to close its plant up here in 2019 and move production to a new line they're building down in South Carolina. And so we did a report on what the impact of that would be in in our area, and our estimate is that, that it will probably reduce employment by about one5 to 2%. It's pretty rough. About seven, There's about 900 jobs out at that plant, and there's probably an equal number, maybe a little bit less that uh, are going to be impacted by the loss of uh, sales uh, by suppliers into Electrolux and then uh, then the lost income for the workers there. Is this a bad thing or a good thing? It's bad for us here, although I will tell you, because the economy is surging along and and the biggest complaint is labor shortages, what I hear from many of the other businesses in the area is, well, when their workers are ready to leave, we have jobs for them, and we're getting a lot of people interested in in that move and and that's that's true but the the point is the point that is made at the end of this is it, it made at this piece is is that what we want is to become this attractor, right We want to be the place that people around the world look at and say. That's the best economy. That's the place where I want to invest my money. We want foreign investment into this place when it's foreign investment based on deciding the relative prospects of the United States versus other countries. And when we do that, when we do that, we actually end up with a trade deficit. And those trade deficits are good, not bad. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Daniel Show on Business Fourteen Forty
2: Walking down the street, minding my own business. Don't Must have been the sun gazing down on me.
3: Business 1440 is KYCR, Golden Valley.
8: Message and data rates may apply.
3: Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter
5: is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter.
6: That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443-443. Hey, folks. I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and, more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill sets you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language or even the middle man entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. It's been exciting to see the Tradeway family grow through the years. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, but to fellowship with other families and even to strengthen their walk with the Lord. The Tradeway community is unlike anything I've ever seen in my business career or even in my ministries. With Tradeway, you not only get a powerful system for trading as a business, but you get the kind of hands on support, ongoing development, and personal community that is required to propel you forward in this journey, and we help you to do that one step at a time. I want to personally invite you to join us at our next event called Step One Start Your Journey, April 13th. 14th. The event will be hosted by David Huber Sr. and his son Dave Huber. These two guys are a powerful team with many years of trading experience, and they are exciting presenters as well. And Dave is my son-in-law who helped start the company. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton, St. Paul, Woodbury, April 13th and 14th. Only $99.95
3: for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's eight seven seven nine zero seven eight seven two three, or go to tradeway.com. That's tradeway.com.
4: Let let it bring me something. King
0: Banyan Show
7: business, fourteen forty. Good to have you here, uh, always. Later in the afternoon, of course, you're going to hop over and listen to our uh, our good friend Mitch Berg, uh, the the uh, cleanup hitter of the North Alliance Radio Network, or maybe the number three hitter. We'll make we'll make Brad the cleanup, um, but the two guys in the power slots uh, of our lineup here. I'm 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 just the leadoff guy. Um, I get on base and then they they drive me home. Um, Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Berg, of course, one to three over on AM 1280, The Patriot. And then, uh, John tells me that, uh, on, uh, on American for Prosperity, Americans for Prosperity at a uh, Jason Flores is going to have on Beth Kadoon, who's, a, who's, who's a friend. I've, I've, I've met her a few times. Uh, we've, we've had, we had a couple of good conversations. Uh, she works for the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce, um, is a really sharp person when it comes to talk about tax policy. And I think they're going to continue the conversation we had uh, with John Spry a few weeks ago talking about uh, tax conformity. I think they're going to pick up and run with that for a while. That is good, all right? Go listen to that, too. Um, that they, are, they are really... Um, that
5: That's this Saturday at or, um, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Sorry, over yep. on TC.
7: Yeah, uh four PM. Um On the page. what I do not what I do not know yet what I do not know yet is and maybe that's what Beth will tell us is you know, are they be am be able to do it this year? Are they gonna fix this thing? Do they have a bill that does it? I mean I've been looking up and down uh looking up and down the various minutes of the uh, uh the proceedings of the House and the Senate. Um I I'm I'm an addict. I actually read I actually read the uh I, I actually read the minutes of every uh, of every floor session, um, and um, I' not sure exactly how this gets done, so I'm a little concerned about that. So maybe Beth will calm me down. Uh, four o'clock today over at AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Um, part of our Salem TC network here. Um, they have, we'll have that on. Um, you know, let's let's transition. We got let's transition, let's transition to something else. The trade piece came up, and I might. I might play a little bit of that. We might play a little bit of that uh, later on. I didn't actually think I c- covered too much of it, but the Federal Reserve met this week. We know that they raised interest rates 25 basis points, so that they are now operating with a target range for the Fed funds rate between one and a half and one and three quarters percent. Um, I think this has worked out well. It was also because because they always make this move. I won't say always. They might make this move without a press conference, but so far in the Bernanke, then Yellen, now Powell era, every move of the interest rate comes with a press release attached. Hey, free gift inside, um, and that that press that press conference um, includes some really interesting pieces uh, of conversation, um, and I, I've had uh, them clip away i've had john clip away the conversation about um uh uh, uh the conversation about uh, uh uh the the announcement from from uh chair powell the first you know the first few six seven minutes of this but i want to play some of the q a that came afterwards um, their forecast has gotten a bit stronger here, at least in the minds of, uh, Steve Leesman, who's usually on morning squawk on CNBC, uh, in the morning. Um, uh, and let's play that first clip of Leesman asking Chairman Jay Powell, uh, a question about the forecast.
1: Mr. Chairman, uh, welcome. Uh, interesting changes in the forecast, uh, uh, a higher growth forecast, a full point above the long run, lower unemployment, seven-tenths below the long run, and yet very little change in inflation. What does that say about what you and the Committee believe about the inflation dynamic? And how is it that in that context you justify three rate hikes this year and, I said, it will be three next year, and a full $600 billion, I guess, annual rate decline in the balance sheet? Where's your biggest concern here? Is it in overkill when it comes to rates or, or underkill? So you're right that the outlook did improve uh, as I mentioned and as you as, as was in your question, uh, the committee's estimates of growth went up, the committee's estimates of unemployment went down and there was a very slight increase in and I think that reflects essentially um, if you think back uh, to the, uh, the, the era after the crisis unemployment was 10% it's now 4.1 percent. You've only seen very gradual, upward pressures on inflation and wages despite that very large increase and that that suggests that the relationship between changes in slack and inflation is is not so tight but it it it, uh, it has diminished but it but it's still there so i think when you see those small uh, changes in unemployment that simply reflect reflects the, the you know the, the the flatness of the phillips, phillips curve if you will
7: there's the phillips curve wow so in his very first answer as chair as as fed chair or chair fed, uh, whatever. Uh you will so you you find it he goes right to a Phillips curve explanation. A very flat Phillips curve. That's their explanation. Well that's an interesting thing. If you believe it's it's a flat Phillips curve, then what that means is you can push the unemployment rate down as long as you want, you not get much in the way of inflation. So why not go six, seven, eight tenths of a percent um one way or the other? Do we have time for the second clip? I do. Yeah, can just try. play it quick. Let's play it quick. Your biggest concern, the biggest risk, here is doing too much, doing too little. Yeah, I, I
1: think we're trying to we're trying to be to take the middle ground there. So, uh, uh, you know, on, on the one hand, the risk would be that we wait too long and then we have to raise rates quickly, and that foreshortens the expansion. Uh, we don't want to do that. The, the, on the other side, if we if we raise rates too quickly. Uh, inflation then really doesn't get sustainably up to two percent, and that that will hurt. We need that, and it's you know we we need to um, make sure that inflation uh, expectations are anchored at two percent. So we're trying to take that middle ground, and and the committee continues to believe that the middle ground ground consists of further gradual increases in the federal funds rate as long as the economy is is broadly on this path.
7: Yeah, and, and so that that just says again, they're just trying to keep things moving, keep things moving. I don't believe that they actually believe that there's a long-run unemployment rate that's above where they're where where they're they're at right now. We'll talk more about that in just a few moments here on the King Beanie show on Business 14:40. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving.
8: If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why? Or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. They're 55 years old and each have $100,000. John bought a series of one-year CDs, which earn less than 1800 bucks a year. But Jane had a different plan. She put her dollars to work with J.D. Melbert Financial's annuity strategies. And when she retires at 65, she'll get $8,972 a year in guaranteed income for the rest of her life. Be like Jane. If you're at least 50 years old, call to get your free quote now at 800-727-8585. You won't find these strategies anywhere else. Call 800-727-8585. That's 800-727-8585. You can pay rates up to 13.3% of your premium amount backed by top-rated insurance company Sentinel Security Life. Annuity guarantees are backed by Sentinel Security Life Insurance Company. Optional
2: riders may be available with a charge. Not available in all states. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Making the right financial choices is not always easy. Are you sure you're meeting your investment goals? Do you even have investment goals? Hi, I'm Kim Mitchell, investment advisor with Alpha Financial, a veteran-run business. Let us help you build an investment strategy to achieve your goals and realize your dreams. We evaluate alternatives and walk through the process to develop a plan that is in sync with your goals and market conditions. Call me at 612-860-8284. Together we will review your plan's performance and make adjustments as needed to keep performance in line to achieve your goals. Alpha Financial Services, solutions you can trust, one dream at a time. Call me today at 612-860-8284 or kmitchell at alphafs.com. That is 612-860-8284 or kmitchell at alphafs.com.
6: Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Alpha Financial Services. Alpha Financial Services and Securities America are separate entities. Business
3: 1440 KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group, streaming worldwide at...